What? <laughs> you were both going to say something. <laughs> I was going to start off. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? It's, uh, it's me, Krius. And this is Adrian with the Horror Academy Podcast. We're bringing to you today another episode. Awesome. And today, we got a, a bit of a treat. At least we think so. I've been wanting to do this for a while now. Um, this is the uh, the found footage episode. Yes. Where we're going to talk about some found footage and uh, films. And you just kind of talk about how it... Like, just how it started. And how, like, the perception of it was back then to how it is now. And we'll go from there. Um, but... Um, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, found footage film is exactly what you think, uh, how it sounds. It's just a piece of footage that, or a film that's um, made to look like it was recovered after certain events. This normally applies to horror, but there have been other films who have adopted the style. Uh, but normally it is horror who does this. It pays off, um, pays off really well. Uh, is there anything that you like about found footage stuff? I absolutely love found footage films. The first one I ever saw happened to be Blair Witch, which mm. we'll ta- end up talking about here in a moment. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just it's its own it's its own thing uh, in in the horror realm. Uh, I think people have a love and hate relationship with it just because there's been so many gems that that have been produced throughout the years. And some not so much. Yeah. So that's how I feel towards them. I personally love them. I always, I'm always on the hunt for the next uh, awesome found footage film I can oh, find. Oh hell yeah, dude! I'm like, I, I go on Netflix, mm-hmm. and when I try to watch horror films, like I want to find like a like a found footage film, but it's so hard, dude. Because like, like you, you'll most likely find something that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to not. Um, but it's it's hard it's hard to find them um, you find new ones anyway but you know we'll, we'll be hopefully getting some here some new ones here soon and I, and I definitely think the <clears throat> excuse me what I think people love about these films mm-hmm. is how it doesn't take much acting these these people are acting pretty normal how everyday people behave. Yeah, and I think that's awesome because you can kind of get a sense for how it would be if you were in that situation. Yeah, like these are just friends usually, you know, just encountering something terrible that happens to them. But for the most part, it's just really the acting's not really like what I want to say Hollywood. Hollywood, right? Right. Yeah. It's so genuine. Like I'm watching these films and I'm like, damn, like how are they? Like I'm just wondering, like a like behind the scenes kind of stuff. Like these these guys like. How are they so genuine? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's still acting. Oh, definitely. But it's like, how are they? How are they pulling it off in ways that other films don't? You know what I mean? It definitely. It's, it's like it's like very natural. Yeah, it's 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 just super authentic, um, which is why I love watching them because their fear is it like gets to you. It's very like oh shit, and you're placed like in front, like yeah, like a front row seat to like all the shit that's going on. So it's it, it just kind of gets to you even more, but that's something that I always kind of admired was like how like genuine and good the acting is. Yeah, definitely. Ultimately, um, so uh, this style really kind of blew up after you know the Blair Witch Project, which I mean 
respectively enough, of course. Um, but of course, it's not the first film to use this. Uh, I think it was Cannibal Holocaust that had the first, uh, been one of the first to do it back in like the 1970s. Um, but um, there was other films who did it as well, but they weren't horror. They were just like, they, they weren't, they were kind of documentaries, yeah. But they took it a, a different style, right? To make it almost found footage. Um, but something interesting though that this type of storytelling actually started uh, with literature. So this um, uh, this author H.P. Lovecraft, who does like uh, mainly like horror type uh, stories, what he did was he did these like found manuscripts. And um, like I think he has a story called Dracula, where he used like newspaper articles and diaries and stuff to make it look like uh, like he was doing research and like something happened to him, uh, something tragic maybe happened to him, and then someone just found all of his notes and stuff like that. So that uh, that found footage type of thing first started with like literature, with storytelling and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean that this style was actually. Like I mentioned earlier, it was more inspired by documentaries. Yeah. And you can kind of see that because it's like, it's very like personal. People acknowledge the camera. They acknowledge the person who's filming and stuff like that. So you can definitely kind of see um, just kind of how that translates or how that moved from documentaries to this style of, uh, to the style of horror, which I, I fucking love, dude. It's so great. No, absolutely. Dude. <laughs> uh, but before we get into the Blair Witch Project, I kind of want to talk about Cloverfield, because the Blair Witch is something like it's gonna need its own little slot. But Cloverfield, dude, like, when was that? Was that like two thousand two thousand eight? I think eight, dude. When the it was so cryptic too, like before it came out. Yeah, like, it was just big mystery. People didn't know what they were going in for. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, I had no clue. I ended up watching a bootleg version and just fell in love with this movie. Yeah. It was just panic throughout right it was um i guess it's not necessarily a horror film but i feel like horror has adopted cloverfield as horror just because the creatures and and these people are getting picked off you know yeah throughout. not to mention like the little spider things oh, that, that tunnel scene oh that tunnel scene yeah like it's it's straight up it's not it, it just jumps at you because it's like it's, a, it's just this tunnel there in the pitch darkness of this subway tunnel and they find these fucking creatures like following them so that just kind of like spooks everybody which kind of you know that that just kind of gives it that edge to be uh technically a horror film yeah definitely and what i loved about this film first of all it's not my favorite found footage film but i believe it's the greatest found footage mm-hmm. film ever made. Yeah. But it's not my favorite. Right, that right. That makes sense. No, I can understand I just think, all, like, as it, a movie, as a whole movie in its own, it's just a really, really fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Start to finish, the cast is wonderful, and oh, yeah, the, the effects were actually pretty impressive. They were good, dude. They were really good. I mean, they did have a budget of $25 million. Um, they grossed worldwide over $170 million. So it... Those numbers kind of speak for themselves, like the, uh, the the effects, the acting, and just their overall success. So it really was, uh, kind of blew it out of the water. I think a lot of people um, really liked it, just because it, it kind of gave that that feeling like, 
um, give me one second here. It kind of gave that feeling like, what if something like that happened? You know what I mean? Um, but I remember watching the, uh, I remember watching the uh, special or not the special effects, the special features, and people like legit thought that the movie was called Cheese. Yeah, cheese. Cheese. Like there was a uh, they they did like um the special features. They they were filming T.J. Miller, uh, who plays HUD in the film, and like there's like a bunch of people like behind the barricade of where they're filming, and they're like, "Hey guys, name the title of this movie in one, two, three. And I was like, "Cheese," and yeah, these people think they're it's called cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, as dude, no, no one knew. No one knew much yeah. about it. Um, but it was directed by Matt Reeves and produced by J.J. Abrams, of course. Genius. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that dude's a genius. Uh, it's got uh, Michael Stahl David as Rob, who's leaving to Japan to work for this uh, for his company. Like, his company is moving him out there. Uh, it's got Jessica Lucas as Lily Ford. Lizzie Kaplan. Gorgeous Lizzie Kaplan. as Love her, man. <laughs> as... Love her. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, as Marlena Di- Diamond. And like I mentioned before, TJ Miller as HUD. Um, I mean, there's just... I don't know, dude. When I first watched it, like it was... I mean, I loved it, dude. I, I can't say anything enough about it. It was... It made you just want to know what the hell it was. You know what I mean? And I remember like J.J. Abrams was saying like he wanted... I guess he went to Japan and he saw like how they had a lot of like Godzilla uh, things like uh, m- merchandise, and he's like, you know, I kind of want to have America to have its own Godzilla. Um, so he kind of created this thing. Um, I don't know what he planned to really do on it because there's no name for this creature. There's not much information given about this creature, but that's kind of his inspiration. Yeah. for making this film which is interesting enough but there's just so many questions left for, <laughs> you know at the end of this film yeah it kind of made you wonder like because at the end ultimately we, we wanted to know is it an alien is it a sea monster right what is it and how did it get there and just ultimately and, and i loved how like in the beginning of the movie they kind of just played on or, or they focused on the individual um problems that the the cast was having you know the the characters had the, they had their um yeah like drama and right like and, like uh robin uh oh gosh robin his girlfriend i forget her name uh elizabeth i think and uh they they broke up but they had slept together like a week ago or something so there's still some romance and, and it kind of it, and honestly i love that it kind of it made you care yeah it it, it made you invest emotion and thought to these characters which ultimately paid off mm-hmm. because once the movie went on and the terror struck you cared whether they lived or died mm-hmm. and i, I love that because usually right. when it's like a a big monster movie just people die left and right and you don't really care for you the don't character. really care for it yeah. like because uh, in the film uh rob has a brother do you remember his name I forget he the one that dies on the bridge, right? Yeah, I think uh, I Ethan. Right? No, I don't think so. I can't even remember his name. I forget his name. Damn, we suck at this. But um, there was this because you in the party scene, which takes a, it's it's not quick. It, it the party scene is like pretty extended, so you get to be introduced to the characters, the situations and stuff, and you get to see like the relationship between these brothers, 
And when the brother dies on the bridge, like this huge ass tentacle just slams down on him and they like escape. They go to the subway tunnel or the station and there's there's that good amount of time where they're like grieving. They're in shock. Yeah. And a lot of films don't take that time. They're like, yo, for other films, they're like, hey, you know, our our friend, our family or something. Oh, someone, my mom just died. Our mom and just died. And zero emotion. Zero emotion. <laughs> and it's like, okay, um, I kind of, I'd be a, a sad if, like, someone I knew died that I cared about. Like, I, what are you guys doing? <laughs> they just have that initial, like, no. Yeah. But then not a single tear. They just move on. Right. And I get it. I mean, honestly, for survival, that's probably the best thing to do is to mm-hmm. not stop. But humans are going to react right. to what happens to their loved ones. Yeah. And I love that they were able to show some of that. Yeah. Because, like like you said, you know, when you're in a situation of survival, it's like, I got to grieve, but now's not the time to do it. Right. But the movie gave them time to do it. Right. The movie gave them time to show motion and to have the audience be like, oh, fuck, dude, like. Damn, like, you know, you kind of just feel it, like, we're not going to see this character anymore, and these characters are heartbroken. Like, it's not just his brother who's who's grieving, but it's his uh, fiance who's grieving, and that just makes it even worse. It's like, they were going to get married, dude, yep. and, like, now they're not. Like, it's just all this shit happened, and it's it's just really, is it. I don't know, it makes you invested in the characters, and like I mentioned in a previous episode, like, characterization is everything. Like, if you don't have that, then you don't have a story. Um, so I think they played it really well. Um, the the film, though, or the series anyway, like just kind of spawned these other two films that are connected but not connected. And it it's so frustrating because I wanted 10 Cloverfield Lane to be a sequel, but then it wasn't. And then Cloverfield Paradox came out, and I actually liked that. Like I, I liked how there was a lot of... Like, I, the, the idea behind it, like, interdimensional traveling and stuff like that and, like, the multiverse. So that was interesting, but I hated how they weren't intertwined with each other. Mm. Uh, but that's this huge conspiracy and theories and all that shit that we're not going to get into. Yeah. Look at, look it up on YouTube. There's a lot of videos on that. But Cloverfield, though, was, was really great. I thoroughly enjoyed it, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, at the out. end of the film, so, like, when um, they, when it was just Rob and uh, his girlfriend Elizabeth and uh, HUD, you know, they, they, they were on a helicopter, and then this monster just kind of, like, st- hits it, and they start spiraling out of control, and they crash land, and uh, I thought it, it was just interesting, because they, they climb out of the helicopter and apparently it's just them it's just the three of them that survived um and so elizabeth is is holding on to rob and then hud on the other side and they're like kind of dragging him away like kind of limping away and hud's like oh hey so before that so they're limping away and at the top of the like you can see the sky and there's like these um jet fighters just kind of going their direction like a like going the way that they're going and then HUD, like, he's like, oh, shit, like, the camera, I forgot the camera, let me go get it. So he goes he goes and gets it, and then the other two are like, like, HUD, like, watch out. And then the monster's on top of him. And I'm like, you guys didn't, 
you guys didn't see this thing coming. It's the size of a skyscraper. <laughs> this thing is giant. Yeah. You can't hear it. You can't hear the ground rumbling. Right. Like, obviously, he was already pretty near when you guys were climbing out of the helicopter. Yeah. You guys yeah. just happened to. Oh, no, no, no. Man, I, I'm not looking at that right now. Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, the helicopter crash scene, I thought, had amazing acting. TJ... When he was just like, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Like, yes, yeah. that was so real to me because I feel like that would be me. Right, dude. If I was in a helicopter helicopter that was crashing, that would that would be me. Dude. Yeah. I'd just be begging for my like life. Like, your body is so tense, yeah. dude. Yeah, and you're just, like, seeing everything happen and you, you feel like you're, like you're just about to die and right. you know it. And, and like, what's, what's sad because when, when the helicopter was flying down, you're seeing, uh, like, just, like, praying to God and everything. At one point, it was like, Rob, help me. And it's like, dude, no one can help you. Like, I, I get that it's just like a thing of the moment, but it's like, Rob, help me. No God. No God. <laughs> that is not. But, um, so when he goes and picks up the camera, they, they see this, uh, this monster. And the thing that I'm wondering is, like, earlier, you see the jet fighters, like, going the, the opposite way. Right. And I'm like, where are you guys going? Are you guys, like, making a turnaround? Because, like, I don't... The fight's not over there. Yeah. It's, like, behind you now. <laughs> so, after that, he, like... he, he the, the monster doesn't even look at him at first. He's, like... Yeah. He looks up at the monster, and it's, like, under his chin. And it's just breathing. Like, it's for, like, a like maybe 15 seconds. And he's, like, very... I guess he's just petrified. Yeah. And then it looks down on him. And then, it, like, it eats him. And that whole like when he falls down like is so disorienting because yeah. you see the you see the grass where he, like below you see the grass and then like the camera hits it and then it's just more tumbling so it's like what happened when the you know what I mean like yeah. like it hits the the grass and does it do, just like jump up and what the fuck happened there so it's really disorienting um, and then afterwards uh, they go into Rob and his girlfriend they go into the bridge they say their last you know, words, and the tunnel, or, the, yeah, like, all of my hand gets blown up, and they presumably die. And I've I've seen videos where people are saying, like, you know, at some point you hear someone say, it's still alive. And suggesting that the monster didn't die at the explosion. But I tried watching it again, and or I did watch it, but I tried catching that. I actually caught it. Did you really? Yeah, Where, when was that? Ending credits. The ending credits? Yeah, I actually caught it. Damn, I tried um, finding that, but I... But yeah. Dude, the scene when when Hud dies, by the way, it messed me up. Did it really? I I, I, he, I loved him the most out yeah. of all of them. And then he gets bitten in half by this creature. Dude, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was it was disturbing, but yeah, all in all, man, this movie is great, man. Yeah, I, I, thought, it, it. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, it just kind of left me wondering, like, damn, imagine that would happen. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just nuts. Oh. Switching gears here, though. We're going to go ahead and talk about the Blair Witch Project. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot um, that I have here for the Blair Witch Project. We'll also talk about the sequel here in just a minute. But the Blair Witch Project. Now, found footage films tend to be on the uh, low budget side. Uh, Cloverfield was one of them because they were, um, 
you know, it was made by J.J. Abrams and his company, Bad Robot. So you can imagine that they had a lot of money there. Uh, but the Blair Witch Project had uh, their budget, like, jumped around a lot. I think they originally started with $25,000, but then they got they kept getting picked up by different like companies and stuff like that. So normally it was like, um, the director said it was like 500,000 to about 7,500,000, uh, for the budget. But then it grossed worldwide. It was $248.6 million. So it definitely blew it out of the water. It made its money back. It was, it just kind of gave found footage style horror a new name. I would use hundred dollar bills as tissue. <laughs> if I was that rich, <laughs> throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> but this was and, and more impressive is just that it was filmed in nineteen ninety nine, back before all the shit we know today. So it was really interesting to see, um, and it was. It was dope, dude. Um, it was directed by, um, oh, who was the director? Uh, written and directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, who were like classmates in college, I think. And they they played it at um at some film festival, I, I believe. And when it started picking up traction, when it started performing better than expected, um, the movie kind of went up the ranks to like. Uh, to compete with Hollywood films. And so they, I guess they didn't have control over like the, where it would go. So they just kind of stuck with the ride and they're like, yo, this film is not ready to go up <laughs> against like theatric releases and Hollywood films. So I don't know what you guys are doing, but don't, <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, this isn't made for that. Um, but it became a cult classic, dude. Absolutely. Um, I think you, when we were kids, you introduced me to this film, dude. Yeah, I remember. I think so. I remember. Yeah. It's... How did you like it, dude? How? What was your first impression of this? Well, I first heard the hype from uh, Frankie. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin Frankie. He had been wa- he had watched it and told me about it. Um, it was, and this was a time frame in which people, some people, still believed it had been real. Yeah. It, you couldn't just do a quick. Google search to see if the movie. All oh, right, was, back in the days, right. you couldn't just back then. You actually had to do some research to verify if it was real or not. And right. a lot of people at that point still did think that it was real. Um, but dude, when I first watched it, I was honestly terrified. Tell me, tell me dude, about it, dude. And the thing is, nothing really happens. It's just the fact of what they went through and how it ends, and just knowing that it was the witch doing this. Without even seeing her, it was absolutely terrifying. Especially since I, be- I honestly believe in crazy shit like that. So just watching something like this with the cast being so genuine in their acting and and just the fear just looks so real to me. And dude, I I loved every bit of it, man. This it was a great film, and I loved what it did to the horror world. It yeah. shook. Everything and just kind of blew up, you know what I mean? I know, man. I know what you mean. Um, like it, like you said, it there wasn't a whole lot done in the film. Like it, there wasn't a whole lot of crazy shit that happened. Just eerie bits of things here and there, like the the stick figures and stuff like the that, stones. and the, the rocks, and yeah. also them being 
going around in circles. So there wasn't a whole lot of like jump scares or anything really terrifying. But I think the film really. So what they did, uh, what what I think they they did well was the whole making it look authentic with the characters and everything. Absolutely. So when you see these characters, you kind of start relating to them. They kind of just they they seem like real normal people. So when they start kind of experiencing like kind of creepy shit, and most importantly, when they get lost in the woods, that kind of strikes a chord with people. They're like, Absolutely. oh, fuck. That's one of the biggest fears people have. It's one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Being lost in wilderness is absolutely horrifying. And then not only is it scary because of nature itself, <laughs> but you have a witch. Oh, God, dude. Hell oh, no, dude. <laughs> hell no, dude. Hell no. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think the whole, like, everything that they did, though, I think was, like, planted carefully with, uh, like, little hints that they're being watched and followed. I think it steers into the ultimate climax, which is that final scene. So that, just that that, that steady pace, yeah, that steady pace of how the film went kind of led to this ultimate finale, which was pulled off incredibly because now everything just came to a boiling point. But the the script, the, the whole movie that we saw, this script wasn't really a script. It was a, an outline of the whole movie. It was like 35 pages. And pretty much what they wanted to do was uh, the directors wanted to... Um, they didn't write any lines. They made the characters or the actors just improvise their lines to give it that more... Um, authentic look so that was like oh shit like that that was a good technique it was interesting though but uh it here's here's something that i learned though um they had the the audition process was unorthodox to say the least they put up an ad like on a newspaper or something which read an improvised feature film shot in wooded location it is going to be hell, and most of you reading this probably shouldn't come. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> wrote for the ad. And the the lead actress Heather, she she read this ad, and I guess she was like, "All right, let's let's do it." So they so she went, um, and also what made everyone think another another thing that made everyone believe that this was real that these people died was that they were all named the same thing like. Heather Donahue was, was Heather was Heather in the film. Like uh who else was it? Uh, da, 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 da. uh Joshua Leonard was Joshua Leonard in the film. Yeah. So they were using their real names or they they were themselves in the film. And so a lot of people kind of believe like oh shit this is this is real. Uh, and also the directors kind of told them like hey, don't kind of stay away from the press. Let people believe that you're actually dead. And Heather's mom actually got letters of condolences <laughs> <laughs> like i'm so sorry to hear about your loss <laughs> dude people thought it was legit man yeah that's how well like, they pulled this shit off yeah man that's insane dude and uh i don't know what ha uh so artisan films picked it up um at the end and I think it was them, but they, like, after the success of this first one, they were like, yo, let's make another one. Let's do it right now. Let's fucking money. Let's do it. And uh, 
the, the directors, I guess they didn't want to do something right away. So the company just decided to go on without them. And they made the uh, just god-awful Book of Shadows. Don't ever. <laughs> don't you dare watch that film. You guys, don't. This was such a disgrace to... And kind of just spitting in the face of the original film. Yeah. How can you possibly go from the Blair Witch Project to the shit sequel that they came out with? I just couldn't take it anymore. It was insane. Insane. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, it, was, it sucked ass. Because... I mean, it was just it was just super low budget. Uh, I mean, it's not even that because the Blair Witch Project was low budget, but it was just terrible. The acting was terrible. the acting was terrible, dude. It sucks because um, I, I now realize that I think the lead character is Jeffrey Donovan, who I actually liked watching him in uh, Burn Notice, uh, one of my favorite shows back in the day. So it was kind of heartbreaking to see that he was in it. And this film, dude, when I first watched it. I was a kid, and uh, it wasn't through my own doing. This was... <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. This was... Uh, back when I was a kid, I was with my dad. And my dad had Sky Television. Sky... Like, like it's it's a cable it's a cable service. It's called Sky. And they mostly cater to Mexicans, to, to Spanish families. So everything was in Spanish. TNT and, like, TBS. Everything was in Spanish. So we watched this on TNT, and it was like they watched it, dude. They watched this, and I I watched it too. But I thought it was I was a kid, so I didn't really think too much of it. I'm like, oh, this is this is nuts. This is this sucks for these people. So I didn't really think too much of it. But like my dad was was an adult. It's like, dude, you're watching this. Like, you're putting this on, and you're like, yeah, it's fine. Like, don't do that. Like, what, why? When when I watched this movie, um, this was when Blockbuster was shutting down, and me and Alex, my buddy Alex, we were we were young at the time. Uh, it was summer break. There was uh, one of the blockbusters nearby was shutting down, and they were selling all of their films for fifty cents or a dollar. Yeah. So we went and we got like twenty five or thirty horror films, dude. Shit. Yeah, we got a grip of them, and we got a bunch of shit movies, a bunch of good movies. It didn't, didn't matter. The, they were mad cheap, so we decided to get them. Yeah. And um, we got, like, Session 9. We got Freddy vs. Jason, all these all these like cool little films. And then uh, we ended up choosing to watch uh, the sequel to Blair Witch Project first. And we got maybe halfway. Um <clears throat> We're sitting there eating our pizza rolls, and we're like, nah, <laughs> taking this off. So that's the only time I've ever attempted well, to watch it, yeah. and never again will I ever attempt never, to watch dude, it. Never, dude, never. It was a disgrace. Um, but I don't know what happened recently, though. They So, so they made a, a better sequel, which was, thank God for that. Blair Witch. <laughs> but there have been talks, I, and I don't know what happened, because... This was in such a short span of time, but there was talks about doing a a prequel for the film that was set in uh, or supposed to be set in the 1700s, just to kind of explain like the origins of the witch and all that. Um, I don't know what exactly went down, but I guess like the directors 
and the company just didn't want to do it or they it just kind of fell through completely so that that never came to pass uh, however the um uh back in uh what was it 2016 they did uh Lionsgate picked up the film for the Blair Witch the sequel and this one kind of took a different direction so it was directed by Adam Wingard and uh it was written by Simon uh, Barrett Beret I think and so pretty much like what what happened is that the Lionsgate wanted to make this film a found footage film but the original directors Myrick and and Sanchez uh they didn't want to do that style of filmmaking like they kind of they did it for the first one and they're like okay I I, we don't want to do this again like we just want to explore other things and so Lionsgate was like well no we we want it this way so they kind of pulled away and Lionsgate got other people to to film it but it is in relation to the first to the first film so it kind of picks up like 20 years or some something like that 10 years i think the brother of uh heather right and so this after you know the success of the first one and it being picked up by lionsgate had a budget of five million dollars and it grossed over 45 million dollars which is pretty dope and so this one has um, James Allen McCune as James and Callie Hernandez as Lisa. And it just kind of follows this brother of, of Heather who is trying to find out what happened. Like trying to find out, trying to get answers and look for her. Uh, what did you think of the film though? This is honestly has become one of my favorite horror movies ever. Hmm. A lot of people... I feel like a lot of people trashed that movie. Yeah. And I didn't understand why. It was a found footage film, and it, sh- it showed more than the original Blair Witch. And I thought what what it showed was actually terrifying. Let alone... Just think about... Okay, so the acting... Yeah. ...was phenomenal. Especially... Uh, uh, what's her name? Lisa? Yeah. Her acting in the last... 10 minutes of the movie. Dear hell. The man. way she was hyperventilating, the way the fear in her eyes, that shit felt so real and she deserves an Oscar for that shit, yeah. dude. I'm not even dude that dude. The acting in that film was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And man. it had the shock factor to me, honestly. While I was watching it and I was like, holy shit, holy shit. And, man, dude, I love it. I absolutely love this movie. I really, yeah, me too. After I watched, around the time that I watched it, I thought about the first film. And I think I rewatched the the first film again. And it, the first movie just kind of, it was good, but I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of them just walking through the forest, kind of getting lost, and nothing happens until the end. So after that, it, like I just kind of wanted more, and the Blair Witch, the sequel, it really delivered on that, dude. Yeah. It like you said, like we caught glimpses of the witch, and that tripped me out, dude. That tripped me out. I was like, oh hell no! Or like, are you serious right now? And it was. It, I'm glad that was just glimpses, because anything more would have like yeah, would have yeah yeah. But um, the fact that it was glimpses, and I'm like. Oh my god, dude, that thing is crazy looking. And 
what was it? Oh, there, there was a point, though, that I was kind of confused because the film starts with, like, a piece of footage from... Uh, it's supposed to be a, a piece of footage from the first movie with Heather. And, like, it shows the camera, like, running up the stairs. And it looks at the... Like, it, it passes a mirror. And in the mirror, you see, like, a like a person. And, uh, it, like, I guess it rewinds or something. And it pulls away and you... It, it, you realize you're watching a computer screen and it's James, you know, the brother looking at like a, a YouTube film or just a piece of clip from Heather's video. And he was like, Hey, I think that might be her. And so, so you're seeing this clip, right? And then at the end of the film, when they're lost in the house, that same footage happens again. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, what is that? Like, did they? I don't know. Did they just reuse their same, you know, piece of footage? Or <laughs> it was no weird. But uh, so it, it's James and his friends. Uh, like I said, it was Lisa, uh, Ashley, and Scott. Or I'm sorry, Peter. Who they like? They all know each other, and then they go out there. They're accompanied by two other people, uh, Lane and some other girl. His his girlfriend, Lane's girlfriend, and so they go into the forest and. They're they immediately become lost, dude, because Lane is supposed to be the, the guy the guy who knows, right? Yeah. And he eventually just like decides to leave. He's like, nah, I can't do this anymore. So he, he and his girlfriend leave. And so now it's just these four friends who are kind of camping out and they're getting lost and shit, going around in circles. And dude, like there's a point where they're camping. So they so they, they, they leave their camping spot. They travel for like hours just to come back to the same spot and like fuck dude so they just decide to camp there yeah then the next morning they see like the, the stick figures they hung around them which is creepy dude which i was like oh no it's starting it's starting yeah <laughs> and uh it happened it turned out to be uh lane right was it? Yeah, Lane had made him. Oh, did he? Remember oh, Remember they shit. found the, the string in, the, in his backpack? And then that's why they, like, kicked him out of the group. And, oh, right, and right. And then once they realized, like, later on in the movie, the sun wasn't coming up. It's It was just that's not... That's right. Oh, <laughs> the sun shit. wouldn't come up. It was some, like, grave encounter shit. Yeah. And, uh, and then they end up bumping into Lane and his girlfriend again. And only the, the main group had been lost for hours. But Lane and his girlfriend have been lost for weeks, and they're like, they, they were acting like, like they they hadn't seen him in forever. Like, yo, like, how do we get out of here? Yeah. And it was just like this, like crazy time lapse, like warp like, thing, warp. dude. Yeah, it was insane. Dude. It, was, it was obviously the witch causing all of this. Yeah. And even with the modern technology they had, they couldn't find they couldn't a way escape, out. Yeah. Dude. And I think one one of the things that freaked me out was when. Lane, when once he disappears and it's just his girlfriend staying with the rest of the group, uh, she something happens where they grab the I think like a stick figure, and they like they snap it in half. Oh, and the the girl just folds <laughs> folds in half, dude. Oh, that was so god. violent. I saw that. I was like, oh my god! I, like I was in the theater. I wanted to rewind it and just <laughs> yeah, just play yeah. it again. Just watch her just, yeah. like snap in half. And, like, the, the the reactions are so genuine. Like, it's like, fuck! You know what I mean? I would freak out. Like, what is this? What, what are you? Are you okay? 
<laughs> what was awesome is before the movie came out, I had already been really stoked on this movie because the uh, the initial trailer had come out and it was called The Woods. Right. And I was like, this looks like my kind of shit right here. Yeah. And I started posting all over social media. No one really cared. <laughs> and then like shortly before its release, hey guys, it's the Blair Witch. And I lost my shit. I was like, no way. We get another Blair Witch movie yeah, done dude. right. <laughs> and I ended up loving it, man. It was great. Like the poster for The Woods was like you're seeing the like uh, like kind of bald tree. Bald trees that kind of like pointing up to the sky. And then once they revealed that it was the Blair Witch, like it, they, they brought those trees closer together and it was uh, and it made the stick figure. Yeah. yeah. So that was really interesting. I was... I was really stoked to, to see that uh, or to realize that when they announced it and I just loved, I wanted to do it. But this film like kind of gave you more like just, it, I don't know, it, it gave you more. Like it gave you a little bit more than what the first one did. And for those of you who didn't like it, guess what? You asked for this. <laughs> That's right. You really did because a lot of you were pissed. A lot, a lot of people didn't like the Blair Witch Project, the original. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, it's cool, but no, nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then Blair Witch comes out 2016. Right. Like, nah, I didn't like it either. Well, you got what you asked for, yeah. dude. Like, what do you want? What do you want? But, dude, I, I loved it, man. It was great. Um, so with the first one, they, because the first one ended with like them going to the into the house and they lost. Who did they lose? Was it Josh that they lost or yeah. Mike? Okay, I'm trying to remember Heather screaming. I'm Josh. thinking it was Josh. I think it was Josh. So they lost. You can hear Josh. him screaming in the distance and they can't find him. Right, right. Yeah. And so they, Mike gets picked off looking for Josh in the in the room and they're split. And so when. Heather goes down the stairs into the basement. She sees Josh in the corner. And she's just screaming. You don't know what's going on. You just see him standing in the corner. And she's just screaming. And then um, she just gets knocked over and the camera falls. Uh, the uh, artists in entertainment, they, they asked the directors to kind of change that ending. They wanted something different to where it's either him, Josh, hanging by his neck. Or something else. And so they filmed those things, but at the end of the day, they stuck to that original ending. And so we see that again in the sequel. Which I loved. Yeah, it, it gave it, like, a reason. Yeah. And so it ended up being, like, James and um, and Lisa are huddled in the corner. And they're like, yo, we're supposed to, you know, not look at the witch. We're supposed to just kind of stay by the corner and don't look at her. Which I don't know how that makes sense, though, because the whole time... Throughout, their, throughout being in the woods, they, they don't look at the witch and she still, like, comes after them. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, how is that going to help you? And um, what was it? Oh, so, yeah, so we see, like, them huddled by the corner and then you hear... Wait, do you hear it or no? Like, you, hear, you hear Heather. You hear, right, right. So you hear Heather's voice and, and then James kind of, like, looks over. Like, he gives... He gives to his logic and he looks over and he just gets snatched away. And I'm like, what? Where is he? It was nuts. And then that's when Lisa is Turns just like... Turns the camera around to, to, look at, to look behind her. Yeah. And she's trying to walk backwards out of the house. Only the witch is like 
I'm gonna get you regardless. on her ass, dude. But that those that last scene of Lisa trying to get away was so just in absolute panic, mm-hmm. dude. Just pure fear, and I was at the edge of my seat watching this. Like, man, this scene is crazy. Yeah, because it's so accurate on how we all of us would honestly be that way. Yeah, and just trembling, shivering in the cold, and you you know you're about to die, but you're trying not to. <laughs> you try not to die. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Blair Witch loved it, and uh, this recently came out. Lionsgate is actually working on a series of Blair Witch. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. which would be interesting to to well, watch. Like, I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna. It's gonna be found footage, or if they're, if they're gonna. It's like gonna be an anthology. I don't know. Right. I, I have no clue what they're gonna I, do. I've with it. I've heard of um, shows uh, doing like a found footage style, and I wonder how that play. I've never seen that. I wonder how that plays like how out. How much footage can you find? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a camera can't be turned on for so many seasons. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but um ah oh damn, there was something I was gonna say. Blair Witch. No, I completely forgot it. Oh, okay, um so she's walking like backwards, using the camera to see behind her. And she's like trying to get out of the house. But I'm like I'm thinking that's that's uh like yeah, that's interesting. Like of course you gotta do that, but what are you gonna do after? What are you gonna do when you get out of the house? Yeah. Like, are you gonna walk Backwards. Throughout the whole woods. You're going to be lost. You, yeah, you're going to die regardless. The yeah. sun doesn't come up. Right. And and you, and she's not letting you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> But another thing, though, that I, I always thought of was... So these people, once they get in range, all this shit starts happening. And so they bring a camera and, of course, they die. And the camera you know gets lost there or gets left there. And so it's found footage. So it's like... Like, how did they get that footage? How did they go? Like, sure, they, they'll have a search team, but nothing happens to that search team. They're just like, oh, hey, let's go into this house, see if they're in there. And it's like, that's the witch's house. Like, you're, she's not going to do anything to you? It's nuts. But yeah, man, Blair Witch. If you haven't seen the, the new one, guys, I definitely suggest watching it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's... Uh... Shift gears here. Let's just shift gears. <laughs> shift, shift gears here. Uh, so this next film, um, As Above, So Below, reminds me a little bit of The Blair Witch. Actually, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's... it's dude, I fucking love this film, man. It really kind of went up uh, above my expectations. And I loved it, dude. Uh, I thought it was great. So, as above, so below. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely watch that. Um, this one had a budget of five million dollars, and it grossed uh, twenty-one million dollars here in the U.S. Um, it was directed by John Eric Dowdle, Dowdle, and written by him and I think his brother Drew Dowdle. Um, so the the film kind of follows this girl um scarlet played by perdita weeks that's her name dude perdita like like lost <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude and archaeologist scarlet malo right right, right. <laughs> i always remember that line for some reason or like when they were marketing the movie like 
at the end when it shows the title, just the guy saying, as above, so below. Oh, like, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but it definitely reminds me of the Blair Witch because it's just, it's in the same, it's, um, follows these group, uh, th- this group in a dark environment, unable to escape, and they're being picked off. So it's really, it's it's just really interesting, but it follows Scarlet, uh, trying to find this, like... One of the greatest treasures in history. Yeah, yes, this is this artifact, um, and she's with, um... Flamel's Philosopher's Stone is what it was she was looking for. Right, right. She's followed with her friend, uh, George, played by Ben Feldman, and, like, they, they kind of have, like, a thing, you, you can tell. But I like the the setup because in the in the first act you kind of see her first you see her going into like this into this cave in a different part of the world and she's like looking into uh, to this artifact like this bull looking thing yeah, very uh, very Brendan Fraser the mummy ish very Brendan <laughs> Fraser dude and it's like second or minutes before they're gonna blow it all up. So she finds this thing, and then she later goes and finds her friend George, and she's like trying to recruit him on this like little uh, mission, and he's kind of giving some some backstory. He's like, "No, I don't remember what happened last time, and right. this and that," and they just kind of set up the characters. Like you can tell that she's very determined and very adventurous, and and a risk taker as well. So you kind of get a, a bit of a feel of her, and George is much more of like the careful like. Uh, maybe not yeah yeah like the voice of reason for <laughs> yeah, scarlet yeah. so you kind of get to know these people a little bit more and it follows like so so they end up recruiting a couple other people so she has the cameraman uh what's his name benji played by edwin hodge and so the three of them go to they try to find this entrance to the catacombs the paris catacombs and they find this guy pa- papillon Papillon, Papillon, fucking don't know, <laughs> played by Francois Seville, and so they, they gear up and they go into the into the catacombs. Which, by the way, don't go into the catacombs. Don't go. Guess guess what? They're the catacombs. Right, right. <laughs> but dude, so I I remember watching this and there's a scene where they're introducing the catacombs. They're they're in the, like the little tour guide thing, and they see this guy kind of just sitting there randomly and he's telling them something. I forget what it is, but he's telling them like... Then he disappears, right? Yeah, then he disappears. He's like the thing that this catacomb manifests, dude. He's like a ghost. Yep. He was a ghost the whole time and it freaked me out when I learned it. So they, they go into these catacombs and they're trying to find this artifact and you see them like getting deeper and deeper trying to find this thing and uh she it's it's like this like red stone looking thing yeah it's like supposed to grant eternal life eternal life yeah dude um what what was crazy about it is when they end up um accepting the fact that hey we're we're lost it, what was tripping me out is that everywhere they went Happened to go deeper and further. <laughs> That's the thing, dude. See, with me, first of all, I wouldn't have fit in most of those crevices. No, no. By the way, or those holes. But you're trying to get out, and 
the only option is to go deeper and further, no thank you. <laughs> that is terrifying, dude. Yeah, and dude. it's like so claustrophobic. And you're 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 in you're underground. No one knows where you are. Right. So this is like worst case scenario and these people face literal literally their personal hells. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude. They, they they actually like each one of them were they were confronted by their own like sins um or, or wrongdoings and stuff. But I remember when I was watching it, like they were before the shit went went south, they were going through like the like the, the, the tunnels and I just I was watching it. I was wa- I watched it in the theaters and this was like in the morning time so there was like maybe two or three other people which is the best time to go to the movies. And I was watching this and I'm like, damn, like I can't imagine being there and being like, all right guys, I'm I'm, I'm out. I'm, I quit. Like I just kind of want to get up and get out. You know what I mean? Like it's just you can't do you that. You can't. You can't just walk up and leave. Like <laughs> you are in you're in it for the long haul like you you can't do anything about it right you can't just get out of that place and i remember dude uh when they were going deeper i had this feeling in my just my stomach that resembled like me needing to take a shit because i was super uncomfortable i was like grabbing like the the armrests like okay i gotta i gotta go to the bathroom i just gotta go and take a shit but i don't want to leave because i I don't leave movie theaters while the movie is playing ever no i'd never like to do that so i'm like oh god you know what i mean and i realized i was getting claustrophobic dude it's getting really really tight in there i'm like no no i can't fucking do this like eventually i you know was able to watch it comfortably but that whole time i'm like fucked i was i was just i felt really caved in and I don't know that I don't know if that was the intention of the film or I just think, honestly I think they they played on that I think they knew it would make a lot of people uncomfortable because a lot it's a common fear uh, you know to be stuck somewhere we can't get out of very uh, claustrophobic atmosphere and yeah. I, I think it was awesome the way they pulled it off it definitely made you feel trapped with the cast right right exactly so you can just feel like there's no escape and so once they. So once they get this uh, the stone, man, like everything happens. Like there's so much behind the stuff that you see that, that's going on. Because once they get the stone, like the, there's this whole like mythology behind right. stone and like where they are and stuff. So they start accepting uh, or they start experiencing their own sins and wrongdoings. And pretty much what they have to do to survive is accept it. They have to be like, you know, accepting like, hey, I, I did this wrong thing and I, I'm sorry. And when we see this is uh, Papillon, they, at one point they find this car. Uh, it's on fire or something. Yeah, they find this car and inside the car is like one of his friends. And apparently he, before in the, in the days... He got in like in a car crash or something, and the car went it went up in flames, and he he lost his friend or, or something. Someone that he loved was in the car, and um, he didn't save him. So when he's when he's watching this in front of him again, he he didn't accept it. He wasn't like it was my fault. I'm sorry. He said, "I 
tried uh, he he did he said something else he just didn't take responsibility for it and that's when you see him like getting dragged towards it and they're all like grabbing him like no 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 like you don't like they're just freaking out because nothing is taking him it's just yeah. this force pulling him so they're trying to grab him away but eventually he gets sucked into this car where only his uh his feet are sticking out of the ground and that that means something i forgot what it was but there's some thing in mythology where the the his two legs sticking out is actually like a symbol of of something but i'm sorry i, I don't know <laughs> what it really is and so that's pretty much what they all have to do they all have to accept that their their responsibilities and um there was this scene dude fuck when do you remember when they they meet their friend who like supposedly oh the dude that's been missing for like ever yeah and he's just like very like whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's like our friend Javi yeah <laughs> Javi if you're listening to this yep yeah <laughs> so they find this guy and he's just like like yo like where have you been like we're we've been you've been missing for for so long yeah, it's okay guys like I'm okay yeah. <laughs> Hey, come, I got something to show you. He's just very, like... And then, like, every time they turn a corner, he's, like, way further than... <laughs> than like, this dude's, like, something else, like, at this point. Like, he's... <laughs> even if he got out, like, you're... You're just the weirdest person ever to live at this point. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, dude, like, he would, like, make... Like, when they would turn corners, he would be walking normal, same pace, but he yeah. would end up way further. He'd be further. And they, it would kind of forcing them to run after him, because they thought he was just taking him out. Out of there, you know? Yeah. Like he ended up taking him deeper. Deeper. And deeper. And Dude, but horrifying. The, um, one of the girls that was with Papillon, one of the French girls, her name is uh, Soxie, I think, if that's how you pronounce it. But she, they, they, they they're all in this same room. And, uh, Papillon, or, or the, sorry, the, the guy who, the guy that we're talking about, that weird guy, he's just kind of standing there, like, all kind of like, like a scared child. And when this girl walks up to him, he like grabs her and slams her head down on the stone floor. And like you see like a, a glimpse of that. But that shit fucked me up, dude. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what the hell? And that was terrifying, dude. Dude, absolutely, man. This movie, dude. This movie. I always recommend it to people because people always ask me, hey, do you know any movies you want mm-hmm. that we should watch? And I always tell them about this movie and they seem to not know about it. I'm like, this was a pretty successful movie. Yeah. Like, people should know about this, but they end up watching it and loving it. I, I haven't actually spoken to someone that's not like this film. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a great film. Like, they actually took the time to construct it properly with the plot and storytelling. So I think it really, really did well. Um, another thing that happened though was, um, so once they realized, so, uh, eventually, um, damn, was it George? He like gets bitten or something. He gets fit. Like he gets wounded, like pretty bad. And she, at this point, it's just Scarlett, George, and, uh, they're the last like French guy. I forget his name, but. They're just kind of like fucked, and they're there's like cloaked figures like walking around like in their perimeter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> freaked yeah. me the fuck out, dude. That shit was crazy. There was like I don't know, I can't tell if those are demons or that was just a cult in there. That's weird if it was a cult though. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing in here? Like, how do you guys live? Yeah, 
You like, need sustenance. Right, right. But, you just need the light. I mean, I I mean to me they're demons, but mm-hmm, it kind of yeah. looked like just a group of people who were in a cult. That would be that would make sense considering all the shit that went down. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that just to the to the scene where they where they made it out, the last two. Dude, I was actually the three oh three of them. Yeah, 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 you're right. That was so weird, dude. So at the end, when uh, when she's like, okay, this is the way out, and it's like this endless tunnel. Or what it seems like to be. Um, she She's like, guys, we have to accept our wrongdoings. And they all like take turns. And Scarlet was accepting or admitting the fact that I think it was she, uh, like her dad, I think called her uh, minutes before he died. Uh, there was like a, a, an explosion or something in a cave where he died. And he called her and she didn't pick up the phone. So she kind of admitted to like I'm I'm sorry I didn't pick up the phone like this and that and then George uh, George's confession was that he I think he couldn't save his brother his brother drowned um, in a river and he didn't he wasn't able to save him and then the other guy uh, was saying like he uh, his his wrongdoing was he has a child but he never met him like he like walked out on his family. And so once they accepted their wrongdoings, they jumped down through this tunnel and they hit this floor and there's a manhole cover in there, like on the bottom of their feet. And so (laughs) then they move it, but it's so weird because they like, they have to push force down on it, slide it. And then like they come up on the other side and like gravity is yeah, like, like once they pop up, they're exiting a sewer. Right, like, right. And it's like, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. Because like, you're upset. Like, like, once they crawl out, they are like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying. <laughs> you're doing motions, but no one can no see one you. No one can see us. <laughs> <laughs> they <But> just, anyway. <laughs> like, like, think of it like, here's the floor. And then gravity is pushing on both sides of that. I think that's the best way I can explain that. And so then they like they all get out, and now they're fine. They're like, they're on the streets and they're fine. And I'm just thinking like, what if you look down that tunnel? Are you still gonna see that shit? Are you still gonna right? see or like they're in they're in a dimension? Right, right. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure city workers have to go down there at some point. Right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's that thing where it's like, no, nobody ever goes down there. Oh. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? Then how was it built? How was it built? How are you guys going to maintenance that? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I would I would still, like, even if I went through all that, I would just kind of look down like, what the fuck did I just come out of? I'm going to go back in there. I'm going I'm to go back in there. <laughs> I left my wallet. <laughs> I want to go back and go through the whole... Oh my place that we went through gosh. and then try to make it out to the other side. Like 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 they're like, hey, we have to go back to like the car or something. And it's like where they started, like, hey guys, I know of a shortcut. Go <laughs> 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 through the whole shit again. Oh man. Um, yeah guys. Watch this movie. Do yourselves a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Watch it. So do it though watch it uh we're gonna shift gears now like in 
Fast and Furious, we're going to do some shifting, unnecessary shifting. No, this is actually necessary. <laughs> so the other uh, film we're going to talk about here is, if you guys haven't watched it, this is a gem. I, I absolutely loved it. It was The House's October Built. Yes. Loved, loved it. Love this movie. It's currently on Netflix, right? Yep, that's where I found it. That, yeah. Um, I read it, what it was about, and... It resonated with me because it was about haunted a uh, group of people looking for the craziest haunted attraction that was available during the Halloween season. Yeah, they're trying and, like for like the most extreme. Right, and um, what what drew me, what made me want to watch is because for the past eight or so years now, I've been working at Fear Farm, which is a haunted attraction in Arizona. <laughs> And um, I absolutely love that culture of haunted attractions. It's it's a whole different kind of world as far as horror goes. You're kind of just surrounded by all this horror and props and effects and all these awesome people dressed yeah. up. And I love that world, man. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this because, hey, I, I mean, I work in it every year. So might as well see what this is about. Yeah. Ended up loving it. Absolutely love oh, it. Oh, it was a major trip, dude. Yeah, definitely. It was uh it was so creepy. It made me afraid of going into a haunted attraction. But for a different reason. I don't want to go to the wrong one and then it have like a serial killer right at the end. But um this film The House is October Built. This one was uh directed by Bobby Rowe and then written by Zach Andrews, Bobby Rowe, and Jason Zada, which is interesting because Zach and Bobby are actually in the film as well. They're playing themselves, yeah. followed by their uh, co-stars Brandy, the only girl in the film, Mikey, Jeff, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so the, the yeah, so they're playing themselves, um, or at least you know their their names, and they're going across like the, the country or something, um, trying to find. A haunted attraction, but they're looking to get like one that's like extreme. Yeah, they're looking for the best one they can possibly find. Yeah, and ultimately. that's already kind of like, oh shit, oh, all right, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but this film, like, it, it was fun to watch because again, it's like you're watching this, and these people are so like, just it's, it's like watching a home movie. Yep. Because of how they are with each other, they're like. Just... Actually, yeah, it was very like I know we we've talked about this already, but this cast it was incredibly natural. Like you believe you were watching something that a friend recorded on his phone. Mm-hmm. Like they they played off each other so well, and it, it was just very smooth and uh, and natural. Like I said, yeah. So like as above, so below. That was that was like Hollywood acting. Yeah, definitely. And House's October Belt. That was very. That was very uh, like like the Blair Witch. Yeah. Like uh, like that kind of stuff. It was very. So genuine, dude. It was, yeah. it was very genuine, and that just kind of gave it that more authentic feel, which was great. Uh, I think I think this kind of film needs it because, uh, a lot of people have been, to haunted attractions. They like going. And so to see this film and be like, oh, fuck, can you imagine that shit happening to you, man? That's nuts. So these five, uh... wait, is it five? So four of them. What? I thought it was. Well, we got Brandy, Zach, Bobby, Mikey, and Jeff. Okay, yeah, it is five. five. Uh, So you got these five people and they're going across in their RV and stuff. And 
they find this this girl who we don't know her name, but she's referenced in the movie as porcelain, or as at least in the cast. Which, by the way, yeah, we have a girl for your friend with that mask before this movie came out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh shit! And it's it's a dope ass mask. It is, yeah, dude. And I saw it in this movie, and I was like, "Yes, it reminds me more of Fear Farm." <laughs> <laughs> but dude, so they they go to this uh, hunter attraction, one of them, and they see this girl like in the background, and then they they leave. They go somewhere else, like a state away, and she's there. She's there again. She's there again, dude. And it's just so trippy, man. They start getting followed by certain uh uh haunters haunters there we go so i guess they start getting chased or followed anyway by certain haunters to the point where they're looking outside the rv and there's like an army of them yeah oh hell no if i remember correctly i don't know if this was in this one or the second one but it's a it's uh haunters a group named blue skeleton and i think it's with this movie. I think it's the same group because the sequel, they encounter kind of similarities to this one. But yeah, it's like a group of haunters that um, are, are seemingly uh, murderous and they're like kind mm-hmm. of after them. And it's like they're facing this actual horror. Like they got what they asked for, but it, it was far more actually than what they expected. What they expected. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they got their extreme haunt, but it was crazy beyond belief and um but they go through states through multiple states and they still get followed by these yeah. by these haunters and uh to the at, at one point um oh shit at one point they had like this like little festival kind of thing yeah. and then one of the characters i forget which one it was but he's going down an alley following who he believes is one of his friends and he goes down oh, an alley yeah. where he's just that the person he's following is gone. And then he looks behind him to the mouth of, of the, the alleyway. And it's a couple of hunters. And they're walking towards him. And he looks back the other way. And that's surrounded too. And I'm thinking like dude there's people on the other. at, at On the street. Who are just having fun partying and shit. And they're not seeing this. Like help yeah. is right there. And you yeah. can't get to it. And I don't know what really happens. But... I, does he get stabbed or something? I can't remember. No, um, I don't think he gets stabbed. I think something happens, but they don't. They don't. They don't really ever get like fatal wounds or anything like that. Okay. They, just at the end, they end up getting buried. buried yeah, alive. So each one of them, they they get uh, like their their RV gets taken over by these haunters. And they each get kidnapped. They, they get like a duffel, or not a duffel, but a what do you call that? Those sacks that they put over their their heads. Yeah, so they like get, in movies when people get kidnapped. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and which happened to them? They they got kidnapped, and they each got separated into their own haunts, into their own houses, yeah. and they're going through it all and trying to get. They all have their own cameras on them. Like they gave the the hunters gave them their cameras, and they're going through their own personal haunts. And it's it's fucking terrifying, dude. Because now it's just you, and there's no barrier between you and the the hunter. Yeah. So now it's like all all. Uh... Fuck, I don't know what I'm saying. It's all just free for all. It's a free for all, pretty much yeah. going on there. 
And that shit's so terrifying, dude. Like, okay, guys, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> but you can't. You can't. You can't. At that point, they were way too far into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, one of the biggest reasons why I loved it so much was because the acting of the haunters actually was very uh, similar to how they actually are. At, yeah. Uh, Fear Farm or Thirteenth uh, Floor. I wonder the way, if they got like actual. I think they they, they might have, dude, because like the the way they behaved, it's very. It was very haunted attraction esque. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> but I, I, dude, it just I loved it, man. It just felt it just felt good to me. It was such a Halloween movie. It was, dude. It was really good. Um, gave you that vibe. So definitely watch that during Halloween time. It's so it, it puts you in the mood. Um, it's it's really weird to say that because it's it's terrifying if you're in that situation, but it puts you in the mood anyway. Like you want to go to a haunted attraction after watching the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, the thing though that at the end of it though, when they're all getting buried, I think they're getting buried next to each other yeah. in the same plot of land, and there's a moment where they, uh, I think they're earlier in the before all this shit happened. They're, they're replaying um, an earlier footage of them interviewing a haunter. And the haunter, he's like, he says something that kind of makes sense to what we're seeing. He's like, yeah, you know, when you're doing this, like, feels like you can just do whatever you want, be whoever you want, and you can get away with it. That, that's the kind of thing he's saying. That makes sense. Like, these people, they're like, like, I guess it's their own way of, like, getting out there. I guess frustration or yeah. anger, something they realize, and then this is like the mask they can put on to do whatever the fuck they want, and they took that opportunity. Absolutely. So that that made sense. I I like I like that they put that in there, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but um, they did they did win uh, best feature length film from the Midnight Extreme category uh, from the Circus. Sitges Film Festival back in 2014, which I think is when this came out. So they won an award, which is well deserved, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, definitely one of my favorite found footage films. Um, I loved it. Yeah, fucking great, dude. Loved it. So, Speaking of favorite found footage films, my favorite found footage is. Uh, I love all of them, but my favorite is is quarantine. Uh, I I actually like really really like the dude quarantine man. I think it's I if someone said like they didn't like quarantine, I'd get that. Like I I'm not it's not the best film ever made um, by no means, but I but I I really I really liked it. Um, it was it was really interesting because it had. It wasn't zombies. No, it was a uh, a form of rabies. Right, like this kind of super rabies almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, it follows um, Jennifer Carpenter. I was trying to look at her name up. As but Angela. It follows Jennifer Carpenter as Angela and her cameraman Scott, played by Steve Harris, and they're you know taking a tour with like the fire department and stuff, and they eventually get a, a call to a apartment building because of this woman who's like being fucking crazy. And so they go into this apartment building where they find this woman. They go up to like the fourth floor or something. They find this woman uh, with the police department, like a couple of police officers. 
And she's like, when they shine the light on her, she like screams and they're like, hey, don't fucking do that. Because like the cameraman, like, <laughs> hey, don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Best not. And so they, 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 they eventually see that she's got like fucking blood on her uh, nightgown. And it's fucking nuts because, so the cameraman, he's like, he like keeps shining the light, I think, and he like keeps fucking up with their like little operation. And the the, the one of the police officers, he he looks back at them like, get away, like get out of here. And when he's looking away, she like takes that opportunity to just jump on him and like bites his neck, and like the piece of flesh that gets caught in her teeth, like uh, that snaps from her teeth to his his neck is like, oh what the fuck, like what the fuck. That hurt, dude. That hurt to yeah, watch. Dude. Absolutely. <laughs> and then after this uh, incident, they realize that they're quarantined by the CDC. And yeah. And they can't get out. They're stuck in this old apartment apartment complex, and they're kind of screwed at this point. It's just a matter of time before, you know, they fall to these insane people that are murderous and, you know... Just have have lost their minds due to the disease that's been spreading. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. I, I when I first watched this movie, um, it had all this hype behind it, and rightfully so. I ended up absolutely loving every second of it, even the ending, which a lot of people hated. Mm-hmm. And I understand why. It was uh, it was just. I get it. But, yeah, but for the most part, um, for as for me at least, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I feel like I might have even seen it with you. At some point. Back. At some point, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember watching it back in California, but we at one point watched it. Uh, this one is actually directed by John Eric Dowdle again, and written by him and his brother Drew Dowdle, who also did As Above, So Below. So they kind of stepped up their game. They kind of well into the uh, found footage type yeah. of uh, style. Um, but the film, you like, they... They had this case where, like, one of the family had a, a dog who had bronchitis that uh, kind of spread throughout. So this dog was taken to the vet, and like all the other animals are reacting violently. So when this disease kind of spread throughout the apartment building, you know, people were getting infected, and they were turning in a matter of minutes. And um, Man, it was just it was just nuts to see because like shit just hits the like it just escalates so fast. How everyone like one by one they each started fucking dying, dude. And that last scene, I had to I had to like really look into it because there was something in that final final scene where they're exploring the attic, yeah, to to try to get out. And they're seeing it, it before it was mentioned that. Someone had lived there, but they hadn't seen him in, in weeks or months. And so they go up there, and it's like a crazy-looking place where there's, like, newspaper clippings on the wall and shit like that. And um, I think pretty much what it was ha- what was happening was that this, that this res- uh, resident who lived there was creating, like, a super virus, an end-of-the-world virus, because he was part of a cult. So he was developing this super virus, and I guess it he got hit with it because he's the the monster that's in there. And what I like about that is that throughout the whole film, you know, when there's like a like the zombie thing, they fight it. They they struggle to fight it. Yeah. Like each one, 
But this last scene, it's in the dark. They're using their uh, night, vision. night vision, and they're like, it's it's not it's it's to the point where it's like, yo, it's it's not just a zombie. It's a zombie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it get it's 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 so it's scary because they're so vulnerable to it. Um, one of the things I never understood though, that was never explained, was when they look up to like an, uh, the attic part of the attic. The cameraman's like swinging around and he sees that kid. Did you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is that kid? <laughs> he just he just found his way into the set. Like he wasn't part of the movie. <laughs> and then they reviewed the table. Like, ah, let's keep it. Let's keep it. I don't want. I don't feel like filming it again. <laughs> But they never explained that. They never said why that kid was up there or anything. It's like, yeah, let's let's just add a kid there for a jump scare. What? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it. It wasn't even that much of a jump scare anyway. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, but it ends up like they they make a noise and then the trying to escape and then the zombie like looks at them somehow in the dark and jumps on uh, what's his name Scott. And, uh, you know, Angela's there, like, on her hands and knees just trying to crawl through until she finds, like, the camera. And then she sees, like, this thing is fucking eating Scott's neck. Yeah. Oh, gosh, dude. And then she, like, she does the whole, like, <gasps> like, she gasps. And then the thing looks at her and comes at her with, like, a hammer, dude, right? Yeah. Fucking with the hammer. And it, like, gets jumbled up in the mess where the camera falls and it's aiming at her. The thing that I don't understand, though, is, like, so they had, like, a little skirmish. She falls down. The camera's aiming at her. And then just the thing is nowhere to be seen. It's not there. It's not making any noise. So, it, it like, it attacks her. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to just gonna be over here waiting. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Hands on hips and everything. Just... <laughs> but, yeah, that scene ended up being the, uh, the poster for the actual film. The poster, yeah. Uh, but that had a budget of $12 million, um, had a grossed over $41.3 million, so that definitely saw its money back. Um, it also has Jay Hernandez from Hostel, which yes. was a nice little addition. He was a firefighter. And now uh, Suicide Squad, too. Suicide Squad, yeah, exactly. So that, you know, definitely he's making a name for himself there, and he's, he's a good actor, so definitely a good addition. But yeah, I mean that's uh, I'd say that's it for today, man. I think so too. Yeah, I believe um, so. I, I'm, we're kind of sick of talking to you guys at this point. <laughs> we're kind of sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. You guys aren't responding to us. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so there's a lot more found footage movies to cover. Um. We're next. Time, we're gonna do like a part two of this as well. Absolutely. Um, next time we'll be doing grave encounters. Uh, House of October Built 2. House of October Built 2. Some other films, uh, Paranormal Activity and whatnot. Wreck. So, Wreck. Wreck, yes, which is Spanish. Uh, Spanish origi- quarantine. Uh, yeah, yeah, the original version of it. But, um, yeah, there's plenty of found footage to talk about. Obviously, we didn't want to cover it in one episode because that would be like a four-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just not up to that. Or No, no. And no car ride is that long unless it's out of state. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and end it here. Um, again, as always, you know, comment, rate, you know, share this episode. Let us know what you think about these films. What was your favorite part uh, of these films? You know, what did you guys think about the, about, about the Blair Witch sequel? Like, that's, there's a, uh, there's a lot of mixed reviews out there, but 
Just let us know what you guys think, um, and we'll we'd be uh, happy to to hear from you guys. We'll we'll be reading those um, those comments here. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it. This is again Adrian, and of course your other host, Akrius. Uh, and this is the Horror Academy podcast. See you next time.